previously on Wove Inspiration. Well, the first episode was when um, I had just got out of work and he had told me earlier before I left for work that he, he him and his mom was going to go fishing. So it was like about probably 7.30, 8-ish at night. And then it's like I heard like a tow truck. And I'm like, wow, something must happen. So when I went to the door, it's like, oh, I was going to pick up the truck. And I'm like, let me call Ford. And I call Ford and I say, what's going on? She said, well, payment had been made in three months and I just was so confused. But anyway, I went on here and paid the truck off. This is Wove Inspiration. Here to inspire, encourage, and uplift. Good morning, good morning. This is Althea with Wove Inspiration's Monday Morning Motivation, and I am so excited to have this next guest on my show today. This is going to be kind of like a, lo a little different show because normally I have a lot of motivation and, and words of encouragement and everything, but I'm going to change it up just a little bit because I want to deal with a certain topic, and that is young adults and suicide. And I have this expert on the line that I'm so privileged and honored to have on my show because I work alongside her as well. And her name is Dr. Patricia Daza with the Miniger Clinic. Good morning, Dr. Daza. How are you? Good morning. Good morning to everyone. Thank you for having me. Yes, thank you. Thank you. So tell us a little bit about yourself. So just a little bit about me. I'm a clinical psychologist. I've been working in Houston and at the Menninger Clinic for over 14 years. Okay. I um, am a program director of what we call one of our units at the Menninger Clinic, Compass Unit, and mainly serving young adults between the ages of 18 to 30. I would say about 60% have some type of dual diagnosis meaning they struggle with some type of mental health disorder as well as substance use issues. They mm -hmm. come from all over the United States and stay with us typically for about six to eight weeks okay. at one our at our facility here, which, as you know, uh, is ranked yeah. nationally. So we're very blessed to work at a wonderful facility where people really, I think, pay attention to client care. Yes, absolutely. And so you have been in this, been at Miniger for 14 years. What, what yeah. actually decided um, or made you decide to actually get into this field? So I took a psychology class uh, in high school, and it was just a general overview of class of basically psychological principles and learning to help people and understand and I really fell in love with it there and had a teacher that really nurtured my interest and then I decided to study it in undergrad and um, I'm bilingual and I also had felt the need to kind of serve that population mm -hmm. and um, help in any way I could and I think yeah. I really didn't know as much as I guess I know now it's some of the challenges of working in this field, as you know, yeah. um, working with some families that are really struggling a lot and, you know, how to manage all that, but definitely something that I love. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So 
I've noticed, and um, for those listeners, um, I am also an employee of the Miniger Clinic. I'm a care coordinator there. I've been with Miniger over 10 years. And um, since being in um, the current position of care coordinator, I have been receiving a lot of calls from family members that have uh, young adults that are struggling, particularly when it comes to going from high school and they get into the college field and it's like, uh, apparently it's a whole different ball game and it's a major struggle for these young adults. So have you noticed the trend? Has it changed um, a lot? I would say like in the last year or so. It really has. I mean, I think it's getting more attention Mm-hmm. Um, when we first launched a long time ago, the Compass program was quite unique, meaning we were focusing specifically with this population, which is now in the literature known as emerging adults. So yeah. they're not really adolescents, yet they're not really adults legally, they may be, but they're really struggling with the adult responsibilities of having a job, you know, completing college, getting married, having healthy relationships. And so a lot of our clients get stuck in this phase. Some people call it failure to launch or, but the difficulty that the responsibilities can be pretty heavy for a lot of people. And some people just can't manage that structure as well as others. And really because of substances, some people might have a trauma history, um, difficult family dynamics at times that really make that transition very difficult. So I have in the last year, as we get uh, clients and different corporations that come and visit us from different facilities, you've definitely seen a lot of new programs open with this emerging adulthood field. So it's definitely growing. There's Mm -hmm. even a conference specifically uh, for this population, um, uh, the Society, I forget what it stands for, but for emerging adults. Okay. And you're just even seeing professionals kind of study and understand it. Yeah, because one of the things as far as the types of um, calls that I receive is that um, when the um, young adult is is in college and everything, of course, there is this peer pressure that goes along with it. And um, I'm finding that a lot of uh, the young adults that are coming to Miniker are struggling with some form of um, substance abuse, drugs or alcohol, specifically marijuana. And yeah. um, so what, what do you see um, as far as that is concerned? I think we've definitely seen things grow in that, in that area. And what I tell the families and the clients that come is the marijuana of today is very different from the marijuana of years past. Yes. Um, you know, they grow with more potency They mix it with different substances. You hear a lot about, um, you know, different types of spice, things that get mixed with different chemicals that Mm -hmm. we're just seeing a lot more first, what we call first episode psychotic breaks, many times linked to substances um, or abusing substances. And so we try to kind of rule out all those factors when they're in the hospital. But I think in today's world with the pressure of Facebook and other social media, yeah, it's hard not to compare and try to outdo each other, the bullying that even happens online. So it's really difficult to escape these stressors. And I think it was in the past. Yeah, definitely. And and one of the things that I've noticed as well is that uh, 
unfortunately, there's a higher trend, at least what I've seen, a higher trend of suicidal ideation and, right. and also the, the suicidal, the suicide period. So um, what, what information can you share with those family members that may be um, noticing some things about their, their family member that's like, um, I don't know, a little concerning for them and they're yeah. really not sure what to do. Well, I think it's much more prevalent than people think. I mean, the last research I've seen for this age group, it's the third leading cause, generally behind things like car crashes. And But it's pretty high up there. And I think the most important things that I tell family members is really as best you can, and this is difficult, is how do you keep the lines of communication open in the family, meaning I'm recognizing and seeing this in you. I'm available to talk. I know this is a difficult subject. Or if you don't feel comfortable bringing up these topics, how do we refer to professionals to be able to do it or school counselors, Mm -hmm. uh, counselors at the college, et cetera. There's a lot of programs that are actually out there available at different college campuses across town, but recognizing that this is something that is very difficult for some families to talk about, but some of the things to look out for are any changes in behavior, withdrawal, mm-hmm. um, maybe changes in grades, people isolating more than they used to. And it's hard to tell because, as we said, now with the technology age, people uh, avoid often through video games and yes. getting on the computer and Facebooking for hours. And it may not be as prevalent or as obvious as it may seem sometimes and just people hide it in different ways. So it's helpful to at least have that conversation yes. or begin that conversation. Definitely. Communication, especially with your, with your children, even as teenagers, it is so important. I remember the days of, you know, families sitting around the table, eating together and, and talking yeah. about their day and everything. And that seems to really have changed because of technology, you know, social media. Um, you can watch, basically watch TV on your cell phone and everything. So there has to be a time where everything is put aside and, and parents and their children are sitting down and having a conversation about everything, about their day. Um, that's something that we definitely implement in our own home as well. So when you are, let's say, for example, you have um, a young adult that comes in and um, this person is struggling with uh, depression and anxiety. Um, what What's the first things that um, as, as parents, what should they do to at least start the process of going into Minic or, or any psych, psychi- uh, psychiatric hospital? Yeah, I think at first is to, to really have a conversation with your child, adolescent, mm-hmm. adult, to say what the concerns are and really to explain, and and again, not everybody feels well-versed in this, but that treatment is available. Treatment is quite effective, very effective with anxiety and depression, actually. And the earlier we can intervene, the better. Um, The things that family members can do is also help with the socialization, um, notifying 
professionals like the school counselor um, or or even obtaining resources. There's different activities that happen throughout Houston. I know there's support groups like DBSA, which is the Depression and Bipolar Support Alliance. There's NAMI, the National Alliance on Mental Illness. Yes. You know, for people struggling with substance use, there's, you know, Alcoholics Anonymous. There's there's so many and something we're implementing in our clinic that it doesn't just have to be the traditional 12-step model anymore. There's mm-hmm. things like smart recovery, which is a more cognitive behavioral-based approach to addiction. There's refuge recovery for people that have more of a Buddhist or um, kind of, uh, I guess, Middle Eastern kind of lean or mm-hmm. comfort level. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's just different pathways to recovery for both depression, anxiety, and substance use. And we just have to find that one that the one that feels more comfortable for you. Yeah. And uh, obviously, this is something that takes time. But there's also literature. Um, you know, one of the books I often uh, recommend to people and I don't get any kickbacks for this, but mm-hmm. it's one that we use in our program, um, Coping with Depression and Coping with Trauma, that Dr. John Allen uh, wrote. He used to be a psychologist at Menninger, but mm-hmm. very user-friendly for families and clients to really understand that it's not just somebody's down or blue. Clinical right. depression is very different from just feeling sad or down. You know, It really impacts what they call social and occupational functioning, your ability to relate to people, your job, um, makes it difficult just to live life. And and that's the goal is to try to understand that a little bit more. Yeah. So one of the things that I'm going to make sure that I do is I uh, will put the link for the Miniger Clinic um, on this uh, podcast, because if there is anyone that has a son or a daughter that is experiencing um, depression, anxiety, um, you know, all, all kinds of different um, situations in, in uh, mental illness, give us a call. There is um, a number that I'll provide as well. Um, I can go ahead and provide it now since I'm familiar with it. So that number, <laughs> <laughs> that number for Miniger Clinic is 713-275-5400. I am a care coordinator for the Miniger Clinic. So I, you may actually get to talk to me and I will definitely be able to share as much information as I can so that we can get your family members the help that they need. So, Dr. Daza, do you have any parting uh, words to share with the audience? Yeah, I would say two things. I know not everybody necessarily needs to be hospitalized, so there's different levels of care at Manager and other places. Yeah. I think just to recognize that there's some help available, and it really is asking for help, which is sometimes difficult for people to do, especially somebody struggling with depression or anxiety. But the most important thing I think I'll part with is that there's very effective treatment. Um, Whoever's listening to this podcast is already a great start because it means you're interested in mental health or trying to find out, trying to be curious. And that's one of the things we encourage for families and clients to really try to understand versus avoid. Yes, definitely. There is a lot of information out there and and mental health is something that we all need to sit down and have a conversation about because it is out there and it needs to be recognized and we need to start 
start working on getting finding different ways of of helping those individuals that are in need. So, Dr. Daza, I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule. And um, you guys, I want you to give us a call. Give Miniger a call, 713-275-5400. Um, you can also go on to the website, which is www.miniger, which is M-E, N-N-I-N-G-E-R clinic.com and you will find all of the information about the young adult program as well as all of the other programs that we have. There's a total of five of them. Um, give us a call. We'll be able to give you more information about the programs. Again, Dr. Daza, thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks so much for inviting me. Absolutely. This is Althea with Wove Inspiration. You have an awesome day and God bless. Thank you so much for taking time out to listen to Wove Inspiration. If you'd like to follow us, we are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at W-O-V-E Inspiration. If you want to leave a comment or question, or if you're interested in being a guest on the show, email us at W-O-V-E Inspiration at gmail.com. This is Althea Richardson. I hope everyone has an awesome day and keep moving forward.